Hey, it's Tim Bashree on air, radio and television personality. Also author of Surrounded by Sin, Grounded by Love, Eight Simple Keys to Becoming a Better You. And I am super excited to be right here with Ina Esco being verbally effective. Yo, what's up? This is Chase, a.k.a. Mr. International, a.k.a. Mr. Passport Don Dada. I'm here hanging out with the lovely Miss Ina Esco at Verbally Effective. Hey, this is Dee McGee, and I am verbally effective because I am a local artist here in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm a single mom. I'm a widow. And I think this is just amazing. I love it. Support it because we all are verbally effective. Danny McGee Barlow was born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Her mission and purpose is to reach and save the lost so that they may experience God's favor. Danny, best known as D. McGee, is a fresh, live, energetic, contemporary artist, a breath of fresh air in the gospel entertainment sector. Danny McGee Barlow began singing gospel music at the age of five. From talent shows to award shows, she began singing with the Tennessee Mass Choir, which afforded her the opportunity to travel the world by the age of eight. Not long after, she moved on to co-find the stellar award nominee choir, Daryl Pettis and Strength and Praise. Danny McGee Barlow has sung background for many local as well as national recording artists, such as Karen Clark Sheard, Vanessa Bell Armstrong, Yolanda Adams, Kirk Franklin, James Moore, Jennifer Holliday, Ted Wynn, Sherry Jones Moffitt, Miranda Curtis, Kirk Carr, and many more. She recently released her album titled Unveiled in August. Danny McGee Barlow is the proud mother of three sons, Peyton, Quincy, and Quentin Barlow Jr. Danny is the widow of Pastor Quentin Barlow Sr., the founding pastor of Faith Covenant Church in Memphis. Not conforming to the norms of traditional artists, Danny McGee Barlow brings her own unique style, yet remaining dedicated to the calling of her life to spread the love of Christ. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco, hanging out with you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Verbally Effective podcast. Today, I have with me D. McGee, one of the hottest artists in Memphis wow. right now. And she's on that gospel tip, too. What's up? What's, what's up, up, Z? What's up, my girl? What's up? <laughs> Nothing much. How you doing? I am doing great. Cannot complain. You're good. looking good, as usual. <laughs> girl, well, you know what? I thank you. I try. Yes. Effort, <laughs> effortlessly. Now, let me thank tell you how I know Miss uh, D. McGee. My baby boy. Yes. Eli, Mr. Eli. Yeah, Julian, my baby. Yeah. <laughs> See, I call him up. Eli, but yeah. his name is Julian, Julian. Eli. <laughs> but uh, my baby boy was in her care for about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you were the director over there at the child care facility. I don't know if you want to put it out That's there. That's cool. Co-owner. Yeah. Co- on, mm-hmm. Co-owner <laughs> of the facility. And then, you know, you and I got to know each other, started talking, and I found out you were a gospel artist. Right. Yep. You never know. I was like, wow. <laughs> then I found out that you were tied to Mr. Dale. Yep. <laughs> Another former verbally yes. effective podcast. Yes, 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 yes. All of those things, I know you good people. Yeah, thank you. It's just amazing. You never know who you know as you start talking. You never exactly. know. Yep. And you see, if I was know. a mean person, girl, I would not be right here on this podcast. Okay. With the best here. Look, I don't do mean <laughs> Don't now. do I mean. Don't, I don't do mean. And I take care of your baby, too. Yeah, we was good. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Yes. And 
I told him that you were coming on the podcast, he she he was like, "No, she not, Mama." I'm like, "I'm gonna take a picture, <laughs> yes. and you're gonna see." Yes. Like, so I can't wait to show him the picture. Okay. But Danny, let's start at the beginning. What part of Memphis are you originally from? Actually, from Whitehaven. Whitehaven. Yes. Okay. Yes. Born and raised in Whitehaven. Uh, West Haven Elementary. Jeta Junior High. Jeta. Fairly Bulldog. Oh, we got Fairly up in, in the building. Okay, Fairly. Yes. Well, how was it growing up in Whitehaven? Um, wow. Well, actually, um, how I just, I'm just a church girl. Okay. Both of my parents, my mom and my dad, um, parents were pastors. So, wow. yes. Yeah, so, uh, my granddaddy uh, was uh, late L.D. McGee. And my mother's um uh, Father name was late Paul Richmond Jr. So, yeah. So just being a just always going to church school. That's all I could. That's all I could do. I couldn't do nothing else but church. Being both both parents, fathers, mm-hmm. being a pastor. I'm talking about really known pastors in Memphis too. So it wasn't. Uh, yeah. Kind of so. strict. Yeah. Not, no. Can't no, say strict. Not strict. No grandparents. Now it was, but okay. no. Nah, but we all uh, we. My mom really believed in us going to Sunday school and going to all the. 7 a.m., 11 a.m., 3 p.m., 7 p.m. services. Girl, that's a lot of p.m. <laughs> yes, it is. Said. So, yes, yes, ma'am. Oh, wow. So, were you singing in church? I was singing in church, yes. So, I started at church. I started, I cannot think I was starting uh, when I was like five. Five. Mm-hmm. And I did a little traveling too with uh Daryl Pettis. Wow. Yes, okay. me and Daryl before all of everything, it was me and Daryl. We had our group. Yes. What we was the name tra- of the group? We didn't have a group, just Daryl Pettis and, and Danielle McGee. Was okay. just that's all it was, okay. you know. So yeah. So started with him, um, singing, going little places here around Tri State, you know, and um it was fun. You know, we grew we our both our our grandparents was best friends. So his granddaddy and uh was a pastor too as well. He's still a pastor too. So um so we just grew up in church and my like I said, my grandparents, both our grandparents was best friends. So that's how I knew Daryl. We've been knowing each other before we even knew each other. Wow. <laughs> and you know, Memphis is so deeply rooted in yeah. church. In church. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. So yes, with yes. you having two grandfathers that were pastors. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did you navigate just being Danny as a young girl? Well, you know what? I couldn't I, I didn't really navigate till I like got 16, 17, 18. That's where you started <laughs> navigating. <laughs> little little, little Look, trying to rebel you, a yeah, little bit. You know, you know, you know, tried to, but uh I didn't my parents really wasn't strict on us. They kinda mm-hmm. we was good girls. I have two sisters. Okay. Um so we was we was good girls. Like my mom didn't we wasn't rebellious or nothing like that. Like I said, um uh, just having a heart of, you know, having God in our lives and stuff like that. We still deal with, now we wouldn't just, you know, just a saint, saint. You know, we did what we did, <laughs> but it wasn't to the point where we would disappoint our parents, okay. you know. Because I did major raise, be truly, and I did all that. Oh, you, you know, did so, all yeah. that? Okay, Danny, yes. was dancing. I was dancing, girl. Can't do it no more, though. You still got it oh, in you now. I, I like saw the moves. I saw the performances <laughs> online. I saw you yeah, got the moves. That's, just, that's easy. We just got yeah. a little hump. But nah, routines, one, two, three. Nah, it's different from Were that. you in the choir in school? Yes, I was in a uh, choir, both uh, Fairly High School's in the choir uh, at Fairly. Did you mm-hmm. compete? We did uh, under the direction of uh, Reverend Matthews. Mm-hmm. So we did a lot. We did a lot of traveling, though. Mm-hmm. We didn't do a lot of comp- uh, competitions, but we did a lot of traveling, going to different churches out of town, Florida. We was traveling really good uh, there. So, yeah, so that's where um, I uh, just started just my 
my singing. Mm-hmm. And out of that, well, actually, um, I'm one of the founder members of Dara Pettis Group 2, SIP. And then my sister has a group, well, had a group called Change. And then I was also on a, uh, a song with Tennessee Mass Choir. At the time, Fanny Clark, but now her son, Jason Clark. And they still sing. And I was like the baby. I was like 12 when I started with them traveling, doing everything um, with them. And so that's where it started with with uh, Dura Pettis. Then I did Tennessee Mass Choir. And then my sister had a group called Change. So. Now, look, when we think of, you know, growing up in the church and, and singing at that level, mm-hmm. traveling, you know, and this is gospel music. Like, what is the environment like as you were traveling with a gospel group? What does that look like? Well, to me, that age, to be honest, I really didn't want to do it. Cause you like, didn't want to do I it. I was missing so much stuff. Like, mm-hmm. if my sister and them had, they was going to Venture River at the time. You know, we had a Venture mm-hmm. River. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go to anything. Like, I had to miss everything. I missed both of my sister's baby showers. Like, I was oh, missing, man. like, everything. And just, I understand. I understand now why my mom had me doing those different things. Uh, but at the time, I didn't understand. I didn't I didn't want to. I wanted to be at home with my friends, playing outside. But, no, I had to put on the church robe and mm-hmm. go on and sing. So you were like, felt like you were missing out. I feel much. like I was missing out mm-hmm. oh, wow. a lot. You know, so, but um, now... I'm thankful and grateful for that opportunity that I got just being 12 years old, you know, meeting, I mean, so many, um, CC Wines at the time, mm-hmm. Shirley Caesar at the time, at my age, you yeah. know, Donna and McCarthy, performing yeah, for them. performing for them. So it was, it was a, a lot that I, you know, uh, experienced at the, at a young age. Wow. Mm-hmm. So when you graduated from Fairly, what happened? So when I graduated you- from Fairly, um, I asked, that's when I really started working on my a career. Um, with my singing and stuff like that. I was still singing with Dura Pettis at the time, too. So we was really traveling, too. That, uh, then then my sister, we uh, actually had a group um, the time we were singing with Dura, too. So we did a lot. And not only that, I uh, used to um, sing background with Glenn Jones and Howard Hewitt. Wow. So Yeah, so I just didn't do uh, gospel. I did R&B background, too, okay. sometimes. Yes. So, so was that okay to do both? If, like, dib and dab? You know what, at the world? time, you know, I didn't <laughs> I didn't care because the money was good on the okay. R&B. It was, you know, so it was really a good experience, too, as well uh-huh. um, with that. But, um, no, I think what's in your heart would matter. Like, I didn't let the... the words that we were singing, you know, affect me how I felt about, you know, about God and things. Not saying that they didn't believe in God, but just by me, you know, growing up in church and, you know, my mom was kind of like, no, I, don't, I was grown then, so she really didn't have, she couldn't say much, but um, just as always, what I felt in my heart, that didn't turn me into, okay, well, I'm not singing gospel no more. No, I continue to pray and believe and have my faith in God, so that didn't turn me into something that I've been believing in for a long time. So I think anybody that wants to do, um, you know, gospel and, you know, background, whatever you want to do, that's them. This is what you believe in your heart. So that didn't change me. So uh, from this day, if I get a call, I'm going. (laughs) It's money. I got two sons to take care of. So it's nothing, no judgment of that. God knows my heart. God knows I love him. Like I said, if it doesn't affect me of how I feel about my Savior who died for me, I don't I don't see a, a problem. With you know, it, it seems like it's such a big debate about that. Like you have to choose singing one or the other. But you 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 are proof that that's not. No, true. it's not true. No, Fantasia, she t- 
<laughs> look at Anthony Hamilton. They mm-hmm. save people at their concerts all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to be in in the actual church, churches within us. You know, we go because it's what God wants us to do, you know, in fellowship and praise his name. But we can praise. I can. We can have fellowship right here, have church right here on the podcast. So it doesn't, it's within your heart. Mm-hmm. Like I said, uh, when I was traveling with them, like I said, it wasn't. Like, oh, okay, is God going to give me? No, he knows my heart. But not saying that if I do other things and know what was bad, that I, if I did choose to do that, not saying that God was going to, you know, wipe me off. No, he right. loves me. You know, look, God exactly. loves everybody, you know, so no. After Fairly, you started your career. Like, you know, what has been some of the most pivotal moments that you can remember from actually trying to really shape and carve your lane in this music business. Oh my God! So really, it was stepping out as a solo solo artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I was singing with Daryl and my sister for so many you know years. I just didn't have the guts to just really step out and just really on, on my own. But when I finally made the decision and you know talked to my sister and the group, they really you know had you know it was like okay, yeah, it's your time. You know, do it. You know, so it wasn't. Um, I just was so worried about that part, worried about my sister, you what know, they were gonna say. what they was going to say, because as my sister, like we, you know, we're the group, you know. So but um, other than that, uh, I think that was just stepping out of being an artist. Mm-hmm. And so once I did that, uh, it was it was it was over for me. Are you the youngest sister? I am the baby. Yes, baby. I'm the baby. Okay. It's usually the baby yes. <laughs> <laughs> that make the move. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm the okay. baby. Mm-hmm. Are they still in a group? No, like, do they still sing? No, now my sister Tamara, she don't sing at all. Nothing. She's she's my nanny. That's my that's my that's my that's, sister. Nanny. that's my nanny. Yeah, <laughs> she take care of my kids when I'm gone. And my sister Natalie, good. she moved to Chicago like three years ago, wow. so she's not a. She would do a little background, but like she just came to Memphis just for me to sing. I did my concert um, on August the 10th. She came back to do background for me. So if I need her to step in and do whatever, she's more willing to do that. But she doesn't sing anymore. If she's asked to, she will. Background only. She don't. But she do praise and worship at her church sometimes, too, in uh, Chicago. But, no, she doesn't sing anymore. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you had your concert back in August, mm-hmm. and this was to promote your recent album, Unveil. Yes. Tell me about Unveil. So Unveil came from a really um, special place in my heart, deep, deep place in my heart, because I um, – my husband passed away two years ago, November twenty second, two thousand seventeen. So I just recently, um, before then, I had my baby. He was just four weeks when my husband passed away, mm. and at the time it was crazy because um, in the midst of all of that, I was actually really trying to think about getting back out to do my, you know, my music and stuff. Because he was like, I know you, you know, you, once we got married and I had a baby, it was I was wifey, first lady. It was a lot. So I really had to put my singing. Oh, he career. was a pastor. He was a pastor. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was a pastor, according to Real Balo. He was a pastor of Faith Covenant um, Church here in Memphis, Tennessee. So um, it was just a lot, you know, just being, I was just 30 when we got married. And so he passed away when I was 33. He was just 36 when he passed away. So it was just a lot of, you know, 
just it was just a lot going on at the time. Like I really at the time I was like, hey, you know what? I I can't do it. I'm not gonna do this no more. I don't want to do anything. God, you need to do this. Like I just had my baby for we we just celebrated three years of marriage. He just celebrated 25 years of preaching, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. And I got this two year old here, and it's actually on our oldest son. I don't. I don't do the stepson and do my, my bonus baby. So his actually it was on his birthday, on his uh on his uh 15th birthday that he passed away on. So it was just a lot, but I just remember in the back of my head when he told me, he was like, Once you have um junior, I want you to go back into your career because I know you you know stopped doing it once we got married. I want you to get back into it. So that was really got me, okay, I gotta do this. You know, I can't let, you know, this stop me, which it did stop me for a minute, but I you know, try my best to push, push, push for my for my kids, you know. Definitely. So yeah, so that's um so unveil is, you know, just peeling off layers of covering things. So at this um on this particular album I'm really just peeling off the hurt, the bitter, um, you know, of the anger that I was with God. But in all of that said, just where I was at, I have the song called Rescue. And it's just about uh, the point of my life. I was like, okay, God, I'm drowning. Like, can you see me? Like, hey, I'm here. I, I need you here. I'm, I'm about to drown. And so um wrote a song with my, my best friend, um, Brittany Lauderdale, and it produced with um, Bar Orr and and you bought or in um charles streeter that is one of the um that produced the song so um it just one of my favorite songs on the album because it just got me where i was at and i think when i sung it at the concert it was just one of everybody was like oh my god i love rescue like oh rescue. that's it that's it so when you go back and listen to the words like it's really i think everybody can relate because everybody been there before when you feel like you have nowhere else to go. Like you just really drown and just like, God, I'm here. Where where are you? Do you see me? Mm-hmm. You know, so just asking him just I need to be rescued, you know. So that's one of my favorite songs on the album. Wow. I can really, you know, think that your music and that album kind of was therapeutic for mm-hmm. you dealing mm-hmm. with your it husband was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I can't imagine losing my husband. So I mean I I really empathize with you. So with that being said, you know, you said you felt like, God, what is going on? What is happening? So you worked on your music. How are you today? I am great today. You know, a lot of people, and it's because I went to counseling. I did not. I did. You know, it's so good. I had to. You know, I have two boys, you know, um, four and one. It's about to be junior, about to be two, October the 17th. So I had to go because I was lost. Like, I didn't want to hear from nobody. I was mad. I was just like, God, I'm just, I'm 33. Like, I'm just, you know, I just got married. You know, it was just a lot. I was, it was a good, um, I was good with my life, you know, but God has other plans. And now um, I'm working on a couple of things. I'm working on an actual conference that I'm trying to do with um, not just with widows, but ladies that have miscarriage. Because I've been, um, I experienced miscarriage before, too. Um, So um, this is actually before I had Junior. Me and my husband um, went through miscarriage before I had my my one-year-old so just not just being broken it's every little thing and like this point of my life now it's like God has really been putting me in position to talk to widows and I'm talking about like they call me like I need to talk to you how to get you know so I said okay God I see what you was doing because it was it was um and I'm working on a book too as well Mm -hmm. so um I'm just calling um it's a pain behind my purpose 
So, like I said, it's just a lot that God has been. And I've been sitting on it, too. And my sister's like, you need to get up and do what you, why are you sitting? I'm like, oh, my God. And so I just get confirmation from every time I get a call from a widow. Like, for the past year, I have been I have been talking to five widows, have wow. lost their husbands. Who's you know, wrong? some uh, unexpected like me, and, you know, some just, you know, sick and lost them. So I know God is putting me, by me being so young, you know, and I know, like I said, God has a different way. And it can be so crazy. It can be just like, oh, painful. But it's something's going to come out of all of this, and I know. I'm not doing this to be famous, none of this. I just want to help somebody um, where I was at to let them know it's going to be okay. Even though you can't see it, you cannot see it, but I know it's 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 going to be okay. So I'm working on those things right now and still working on um trying to promote a tour too if I'm doing an unveil tour for my album. I'm busy, lady. I'm trying. I got to do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Now, how are the kids doing? Do do the young ones remember their dad? Now, the four-year-old four does, and the old, you know, most definitely the 16-year-old does, too. So, what Quincy, um, he know, we showed pictures to Junior. And he, I mean, if I show him a picture right now to my one-year-old. He'd be like, that's daddy. You know, but the four-year-old, oh, yes, he remembers Yes, he yeah. just remember everything. He still, I think he he understand, but he don't understand. If you ask him today, like where's daddy? He say he's in heaven. Or if somebody's talk about passing away, he will bring his daddy up. Like my daddy passed away, but he's in heaven now. So I think he's he's oh he kind of understand, but he don't understand. Cause some nights he'd be like, Mama, can you call daddy? Can you Facetime him? I want to talk to him. Aww. I miss him. You know. So uh, he's he's doing okay. I'm actually when he get, I think when he turned five, I'm gonna get him some counseling. Yeah. But the one year old now, child, he, he just, he, he's just everywhere. He, he, <laughs> pray for he just I everywhere. Can, I can imagine these kids yes. something else. Oh these my days. God, have a have a conversation like he can talk like he's three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, but yeah. they're amazing. Peyton is our uh, Peyton. He said, "Mom, my name is not Peyton. Peyton <laughs> is our oldest. Quincy is the middle child, and Junior Quinn Junior is uh, the baby. Wow. So three boys, and I have." Such a great relationship with Peyton's mom. We're like, we call each other baby mamas. That's my baby mama. She's my baby mama. <laughs> so we have an amazing uh, relationship. This was even before, you know, uh, before my husband passed away. This was doing. She helped us pick out stuff for the wedding. So we, we we family. We family. So she does not mind. I always say Peyton's my son. She don't mind or nothing. Because I know a lot of women like, how does she feel? She don't care. We not like that. We not on that. You know, so uh, that's my son as well so yeah. queen a shout out to you boo hey queen girl <laughs> now what yeah. about right now now i know you busy with your career mm-hmm. but because then you know i didn't been a few places where you been and these men <sighs> are crazy how about did your i way. know this they, is what did i say <laughs> they are crazy about d mcgee oh, so Lord. how are you right now with you know your process of moving on even with other relationships yeah i'm actually i'm taking my time Mm -hmm. you know um i do you know i do have friends that i talk to um but right now i'm just trying to really focus on just my career for me for me because if i if i can't be good for me or my kids i can't be good for nobody else you know so um yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, I I, I guess that, but you know, and it's and it's crazy because <laughs> I should be like, oh, wait a minute, let me ask you this: that these friends, are you meeting them online or in person? Because you know, the dating oh, thing is so different these days. You know days. what? I don't. I 
I never been the I never been the type and I and it's crazy. My sister's like, I don't I've never been the type of giving my number out. I always know somebody that knows somebody that know me. You know, um now they could just shoot in your DM. Though. Hey, you know, shoot in my DM. <laughs> I try to be careful with the DMs, you know. I have conversations before as past getting getting yeah. the, you know, it's so mm-hmm. Facebook and, and social media is so open so mm-hmm. you can see everything so you can learn a person not just say about them because some people be on here you don't have nothing to do is so opposite of what they put on social media mm-hmm. so but I try to be really careful of, of that you know just for my boy's sake and just for me too because I know a lot of people some people just try to get personal and get in your life just trying to see actually you know what happened what are you thinking you know if I'm vulnerable like mm-hmm. if she's gonna go you know so I have to be really careful with that but uh right now I'm good Good. I'm good. You look good. You <laughs> smiling you. over there. So, okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> okay, Miss Barlow. Now I remember attending um an event I co-hosted with Mr. Dale. Mm-hmm. It was his soul tie yes. trilogy. Yes. So I mean, we got deep into these soul ties, honey. <laughs> And uh, you performed, and you also spoke as well. Um, we were having conversations. So talk to the audience about how you um, teamed up with Mr. Dale. Who Lord, I teamed up with Mr. Dale through Dura Pettis. Okay. So uh, that's what the connection there. I think I had to be about 12 or 13 when I met really? Mr. Dale. Yes. Yes. Wow, that was a long time. It was a long time. So, um, like, Dale, you know, Dale knows everybody, mm-hmm. you know. So, that's how I actually met Mr. Dale through Dura Pettis. And so, uh, as we got, you know, older, and actually, Dale was actually was finna, finna sign our group uh, change, but I can't remember exactly what happened with that situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, so, when I, you know, um, you know, as I told him that I wanted to become a, solo artist he took me on his wings and we've been riding since then and that was like in 2012 Mm -hmm. 2012 yep and then you guys go on the road a lot we go on a lot how is that going and performing and talking about soul time yeah so back then so i haven't really traveled with them as much Mm -hmm. you know so it kind of kind of when i got uh married i was doing a little bit but before then oh yeah we was in canada we was everywhere we was going everywhere so um i think i went twice with mr no one time with mr in florida with those with the soul time he's amazing yeah like I just, I just said he is like unsung, you know, like so amazing. But people just really need to know Mr. Dale, and I'm so glad that I hate that he's trying to lean out the the music, but he so needs to be heard of speaking because he is amazing yeah, of is. speaking, of counseling, of just talking about. So I said, how how are you so great and so tired, but you. Who you talking to? Who relationship you in? That's you ain't been married. Nothing. But you so you just this expert of this. Like, he said he's focused. It's what he said. He's focused, you he know. Focused. So, so that's how I mean, so he is my brother. Like that is that's my brother. Like Mr. Dale has when nobody else wanted to give me a chance, like he the one have gave me a chance, pushed me, and has been riding with me ever since then. So that's my fam for life. And that's good um that you have someone in your corner yes. like that. Because a lot of times, you know, in this industry, 
you know, with you being in the music business, we need sources of support. We do. So like, real support, not real just, support. And it's not a not just you trying to get something out of it, but you really want to see this yeah. person succeed, you know, and that's a good that's always effective too. When a person not you just not trying to well, you say Mr. Dale, oh he get props. No, it ain't even about Mr. Dale. Mr. Dale wanna make sure that he even though he may be standing in this corner, but he wanna make sure he, it's the person that they're here for, whoever Definitely. artist he is, and he's just that person. Yes, yes. Now, um, I was looking at your social media, Miss Lady, and I saw that you were on a commercial. Talk to us about this commercial, oh, what you getting into movies. Oh, no. what, what are you doing? Jesus, you know, the Lord is really doing <laughs> what he do. You know, I, I just, God has just really opened up crazy doors for me doors that i didn't have not seen myself not yet seen myself still don't see myself walking through okay but hey like i said god's plan is not our plan but I actually um it's to do uh uncle curly plays uh ad smith he's a great uh play writer he's a songwriter too so that's how i actually um uh, started i guess call it actress i'm not gonna call myself no actress just whatever you pay me for i do good well and whatever <laughs> you want me to do but um this uh Guy named Antoine, Antoine called me, um, said that I was highly recommended. Uh, this um, he was working on this commercial about uh, building up strong women. Um, so it's about actually this lawyer. She's a single mom, and she's fighting this hard case that she really, really, really want to make sure she win because if she win, her she can like just it's her breakthrough. Mm-hmm. you know uh for her and her daughter you know so that's really what it came about so um it's really really it's a really amazing they're supposed to have a longer version um next week i'm not sure about the information where it's gonna be on um but because it premiered during empire yeah, the season premiere of yeah empire. the minute mm-hmm, the 60 minute commercial but it mm-hmm. was very empowering um later a prophet newsom she actually wrote the the she's talking on it. she wrote the script the whole mm-hmm. thing on that so but yeah it's um Reeves Law Firm too. Okay, that's Reeves who it's yeah Reeves Law Firm. Um, so that's how I came about. Like I just be sitting and God just be. <laughs> you get that call. Get that call. Be like, okay, God, you know. So oh, wow, do you have an agent? I don't have an agent. Okay, well, I don't good. have an agent. You still getting calls and you don't have an agent. Yeah, you know, and he already told me some people in Atlanta. I already hit him up about. I was like, oh Jesus, okay, but yeah. So whatever God wants me to do, I'm here. You know, like I said, I'm a single mom. Have Two two boys to raise, and you know, I know you're not single, but just raising boys. It's, oh, it's some serious because, <gasps> baby, you already know. Yours is four and one. Four and one. So, honey, five and fourteen. <laughs> now wait till they become teenagers, then they turn into somebody else. Ooh, like, look, my like I said, he treats me like his mom. The calls that I get, I be like, Peyton, no, I'm not ready for, it. not ready for it. what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but you know you like them to be your baby up on you, but when when they stop is when you like wait a minute. That's how I am with my fourteen year old. Now. He not up on me like he I used can to tell. Be. I can see how and you on social like, media. What's go? What <laughs> he must be up on something. Else. <laughs> but uh, nah, he 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 claimed he focused on school. So mm, I'm gonna let okay. you stay focused, focused on, on school. school. Right, we're gonna, we gonna let you focus. <laughs> you gonna come back around. Right. about what's next for you i know you say you were working on a book is this book gonna focus on you being a widow and coming out of that or something else um i say both um um how would i where i was at where i've been and where i'm at now Mm -hmm. 
So, like I said, I just don't really want to. I'm gonna focus on widows, but I, like I said, I want to focus on you know women lost miscarriage. And I don't want to just yes. only be about women because men. You know, I've uh, like we have a friend of our home too as well. Balo friend of our home is in Covington. Hit okay. us up. <laughs> yes. Um, so I've been a friend where I've seen, you know, men lose their wives. So it's not just, you know, women losing their husbands. It's yeah. men losing their wives as well. So I want it to be where everybody can relate to it. So you're able to deal with grief at a, a, a pretty high level. Yes. you've seen a lot of it. Yes, wow. I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that not everybody can deal with. Because yeah. I'm the type of person, um, if I have to attend a funeral... You know, maybe uh, like my husband's uh, great uncle just passed. Mm-hmm. I already know the floods is going to be on. I, if I'm a, in that environment, yeah, everyone is you. sad. Yeah. It's just does something yeah. to me. Yeah. I can't get myself together. Yeah. It took me a minute because I'm from standing by the cast. And I'm just, my sister's like, you fucking it, just, it took me a minute. It took mm-hmm. me a minute, but like I said, life goes on. We got to keep grinding through it all. Like I said, but I'm 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 good now. Mm-hmm. I'm good now. And you all have a funeral home business? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's what? a family. It's in Coverton. It's actually mm-hmm. my husband's, um, my late husband's father's mother from her mother. From It's just a generational. It was like mm-hmm. a generational thing. So um, when his mom passed, his daddy was already in it. His uncle um, was in it already. So when Quentin's father passed two years before him, so his stepmom, his sister, and Quentin started running the, the business. So now it's me, his stepmom, and his sister. So what are, like, your day-to-day responsibilities with the funeral home? It's just I tried my best. If I'm, I normally work on the, on the weekends, you know, for as on Saturdays, do the, the funeral stuff like that. But little stuff I need to go, you know, do pick up death certificates and stuff like that and meet mm-hmm. with families and stuff like that. So it's a lot, you know. But like I say... Can't ask God why, why me? Because he's going to say, why not? So, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just, like I said, um, it's a good thing to be in because you always want, you know, to be an inspirational to, you know, to somebody, to be an encouragement to somebody, you know. So it's not, it's not, it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable, but I know if God's hands is on it. So that what makes me, even though I may be blind, but God is my, he's my eyes. He sees everything, and I'm just walking in, into this valley. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you know, like, around at the time of funerals, that's when a lot of stuff might come out that you did not oh, know. yes, That's ma'am. when a lot of families get into Ooh, it. Baby. They divide. You know, I've seen it all. I bet you have working yes, in a funeral home. What shoe color they gonna wear? What? Ne- <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the to the final detail. <laughs> to the final detail. Wow! So yeah. you have to help navigate mm-hmm. all of that. Now I don't. I don't. I don't touch. I don't go down there and deal with them. Now I, I just steal something. That I, I. I just you don't. don't. Do. Mm-hmm. You don't deal with the body. No. 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 You're not putting no. the embalming fluid. Oh no. You're not ready for that. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to ever be ready. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that part. No, we got people that we pay for to do all this. Stuff. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you going to handle the people relationship Yes, part. yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. So. Okay. 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 So, so how yeah. can everybody get in touch with you? I know you said you have a D. McGee fan page. Mm-hmm. How can they follow you on Instagram? Instagram, I am D1 Danny Barlow. And on Facebook, I am Danny McGee uh, hyphen Barlow. Okay. And then D. McGee fan page. Okay. And if you could give any advice to 
a widow right now, mm-hmm. like maybe just not dealing with the death of a husband, what is like, you know, the number one thing that you would say to encourage her? Well, I would say don't let anyone tell you, okay, it's time. You need to, it's he's gone, he's not coming back. Dry your tears up. Take as long as you need. Cry, punch holes in the wall, whatever's gonna make you feel good. That's that's cause I didn't I had it, but I didn't have cause a lot of people that I um that I'm around never lost a husband. Right. So it's really they so didn't young. you know, so it's really nothing they could really, you know, tell me. Um so I just say take your time day by day. If you want to eat, eat. If you don't want to eat, don't eat. Like just feel what you feel that day. You know, just take your time. Um, don't rush the process of you trying to get over it. You know, because no one, you don't never know how you're gonna feel. It's always different every day. So you have to take it day by day. But you, I would never. It was a point that I did, and I was upset. I was mad. I didn't want to pray. I didn't want to do anything but God had to bring me back and to say hey look you're my child you know I did this for a reason get back up you got two little ones that would those two ones right there those little ones that would really push me up and say hey I can't lay here long I gotta get up I gotta do what I need to do as a mother you know because they need me if I'm no good they no good so I just say take it day by day you know continue to, to pray um and just believe that it's gonna get better. It may you may you you probably not gonna see it right now, but all that down that road, I promise you, I'm a living witness. And it's still hard, but it's gonna be okay. It's it's okay. You you're gonna live after this. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much, Thank you, McGee, for coming Lena, for to the having me. Podcast. Yes, I appreciate you. you.